show. A lot of conversations that sure do flow. Local comedians, man, you need to see them, baby. So check out Lynn's show. All right, everybody, uh, ladies and germs, boys and germs, girls and germs too, uh, germs of non-binary descent or any kinds of germs at all. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of uh, You Have a Lot of Options. I am your host, Lynn Navertel. Uh, please hit like and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to or whatever carrier pigeon brought this podcast to you, whatever uh, you used. Uh, now, today, we have a bunch of little additions uh, to this show. Number one is that we are actually, normally I record these in my apartment, uh, but uh, because my lovely fiance is working right now, I do not want to distract her from all the <laughs> essential work she is doing. And trust me, podcasts are not essential. Well, they might be essential. We might get into that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we are actually recording from Barrel of the Bottoms, my uh, a couple of good friends of mine run this really great uh, performance space where they host shows, open mics, uh, just a just a bunch of like fun stuff. Uh, if you want to check them out, look up Barrel of the Bottoms on Facebook, on the interweb, whatever you use. Uh, and then the other cool addition that we have, uh, my guest today is a, uh, <laughs> let's see how I would describe her from the Twitter bio, uh, <laughs> a gamer, which we will, that may actually be the first thing we get into a impromptu NFL insider, a bar manager, a bar, I would consider you a bar historian, uh, a beer historian, a hot sauce historian, just a historian overall. <laughs> it's Miss Katie Camlin, everybody. Woo! <laughs> I have to say, you have, like, the best podcast voice I've ever heard, so I'm, like, I'm very jazzed. <laughs> I feel like I'm in it. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, we finally figured out the word to describe myself would be plucky. I like what? that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, <laughs> I, I hate that I am plucky personified, uh, but that... No, it fits. It fits. Yeah, I also like the alliteration, but... Oh, uh, for sure. But hello, Miss Katie. How Hi, are you? I'm good. It's my day off today, so I've just kind of been hanging out, playing video games, Yes, here I am. <laughs> and uh, I'm very happy you're here. Uh, what? So there's a lot that we could get into, but, and when I was doing my deep dive, which is literally just looking at Twitter <laughs> on you, uh, Gamer was listed as, like, the third thing. And of all the things that we're going to get into, that one, like, piqued my interest the most. Like, what do you prefer gaming-wise? What do you like to do? What do you hate in games? Give me a little backstory on that. Yeah, so um, I grew up... Um, the first system that I remember playing was a Nintendo 64, and then we kind of had a drought in my childhood. Mm. Um, but then I got a GameCube when I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade when the GameCube came out. Mm -hmm. um, and I started playing, like, Animal Crossing, Smash Bros., and I started getting hooked on, like, RPG-type games. So yeah. um, as I kind of grew up, I discovered I really like story-intensive. Um, I really like open world. Mm -hmm. um, I'm one of those really annoying people to watch because I will open every container. I will read every <laughs> note, like... Even if it's not important to the story, like I will read everything and look every, like look around at everything. Um, so I'm very thorough. I like a, a, an immersive game for mm -hmm. sure. 
Um, I do like shooters. Like, uh, there still has to be, like, a story element for me, though. Like, yeah. I, Borderlands is one of my favorite series. Mm. Um, I really like Bethesda titles. So, I kind of like that mix of um, story-intensive and still a little bit of action. Okay. How do you feel about video game movies? Because they're making a Borderlands movie, apparently. I... And this may be a hot take, but Ooh, I do I not... <laughs> I can't think of a movie based on a video game that was good. That's not a hot take. <laughs> I think they're all bad. <laughs> like, just why? And I, and I have been a Borderlands fan for a long time. Like, I've bought Borderlands 2 on, like, probably four different platforms. Like, just... That's impressive. And I love it so much. But this movie, I'm just kind of... I don't know. I kind of just see... We'll, we'll see. So, <laughs> so, do you... Okay, how do you... I want. I guess it is technically a video game movie. I, I'm I'm very much a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. Uh, did Did you ever see that? I did not actually. Um, I remember following along on Twitter with like the the outcry, uh, the outrage <laughs> of his like eyes and whatnot. Um, but I haven't gotten around to seeing it. I've been really bad about seeing movies, even like pre COVID. Um, I don't know why. Just there's a lot on my list. <laughs> no, I I'm, I am a hundred percent in the boat of oh I had so much time to watch everything and I watched Family Guy in the Office over and over and over. Right. I feel like my like my partner and I during COVID a lot of the time we didn't want to watch something like either heavy or like really commit to a decision like we wanted just like levity and like easy you know keep auto playing so we watched through. He had never watched Community, so I made him watch all of that. We watched through King of the Hill. Like, we've kind of just been cruising through (laughs) funny stuff, I think, because that's kind of what we needed. (laughs) No, because me and my fiancé, we... (laughs) The Euphoria released, like, a a special, and we got, like... I think it was... The storyline was around Christmas, and Mm. we got... And we got into it around Christmas, and I was, I think I got maybe halfway through it, and I was just like, babe, we ha- if we don't stop this, I'm going to kill myself. Like, this is so much right now. There was literally one, and he'll probably be mad that I'm telling this story, but there's this episode of The Walking Dead. I couldn't tell you what season, but it's midway through, and it's, somebody's dying, and it's like a whole episode of, like, kind of flashbacks, and I think he's, like, going in and out of delirium. I Oh, wait, yes, and he has to have his, like, arm chopped yeah. up. I know exactly which so, one that is. <laughs> we were watching that, and then I ended up going to bed, and um, I was pretty upset, and then, like, my boyfriend ended up just, like, having a total breakdown, and we just, like, I think it was, like, an unloading of all of our, like, COVID stress, but we just, like, cried, and we're like, no more sad, intense TV, no more. <laughs> oh, no! It was, so after that, it's been, like, you know, strictly, like, King of the Hill, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> So, and she might get mad that I'm talking about this, but uh, when COVID first started, uh, do you know what the movie Onward is? Is it animated? It is animated. Yeah, okay. Onward Onward came on, and we were both very just worried about, like, our families and just, like, everything. And I was just like, okay, we we just got Disney Plus. Let's watch this, like, kind of cute story about, like, a parent reuniting with their, like, kids. Uh, that already sounds like it's going to cry. <laughs> within the first ten minutes of it, the youngest kid goes through this series of, like, he has a recording of his dad. Nope. And it's, and he just, like, he's pretending he's having a conversation with the recording. Nope, nope, nope. And we had ordered takeout, <laughs> and I'm crying into my Olive yeah. Garden, like, I need to call my dad right That's now! That's awful. <laughs> okay, but you, so, you, I will say you probably had 
about halfway through COVID, you had a pretty interesting experience. I did. <laughs> and and every, I feel like it's very, like, not overplayed, but very, like, pounded the table, like, hey, this chick found out that Patrick Mahomes signed a contract. And then, like, not beaten to death, but, like, you've been interviewed a lot. Yeah. By people that are way more important than me. <laughs> so go th- kind of walk me through that process of, like, because I, I was in Los Angeles at the time. I watched the ESPN report about you, and I was just like, hey, well, that's Kansas City. I don't know her, but she seems normal. And my fiance was like, yeah, we can, like, watch this. But then, like, we ended up walking around. So I don't really – I don't remember exactly what happened. So walk me through that day, that process, like, how it exploded your life. Like, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I started at Plaza Liquor, which is um, a liquor store down on the plaza, um, mm. duh, <laughs> uh, back in May. Um, so I'm the beer manager there. And so I'm in charge of like ordering the beer, you know, just all things beer at that store is my job, mm. which is kind of fun. Um, so I had been there. This was the weekend of July 4th. So I'd been there like a month and some change because I started at the end of May um, and came in on a Monday at like noon. Um, my boss hurries up to me and he was like, hey. Um, a, a chief's front office person was just in here buying champagne. They were looking for six bottles. And I was like, whoa. Um, and he's like, yeah. He said it was a signing. You know, he wouldn't really tell me who, but he was kind of teasing. And I was like, holy shit. Um, and we kind of both just talked. And we were like, I bet it's Patrick Mahomes. Because the, the guy kind of let it slip that it wasn't the Chris Jones signing. Mm-hmm. And those were the two big ones we were waiting for. Mm-hmm. And so this is like noon. I just got into work. Um, I have like 2,000 Twitter followers at this point, which is still way <laughs> more than I would have ever expected to have. That is double. Um, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like that's not a lot because it was a lot. Um, and so <laughs> I... I was like, ah, this is exciting. And as a Chiefs fan, um, I just, like, kind of off-cuff off tweeted, like, hey, there was an office employee in here buying champagne. You know, I think it's the Patrick Mahomes contract. And I've tried to explain this a couple times, and I, I don't know if it ever really translates. But in my mind, it wasn't a big deal, I guess, like a signing. Um, and that sounds crazy, but it's like we had just come off the Super Bowl win, and, like, the, t- the town loved him so much. And I guess, like... I had this opinion, like, of course we're going to sign him because the city would, like, literally riot if we let him go to another city, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't – I guess I didn't think the news of a signing was that big. And um, so I tweeted about it, and it started kind of getting traction. And I was like, oh, God, this – I don't – this makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, I was, like, suddenly, like, what if the Chiefs are mad? What if, you know, my my boss is mad because that's, like, you know, not good customer, like, Mm -hmm. service or – you know, I just started kind of freaking out. And so I deleted it. Um, and I was like, okay, back to work. Let's just hope this thing dies. And it didn't. Um, <laughs> so I start getting tweets like, they just talked about you on 810 Sports Radio. And I was like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> and people are already tagging me in screenshots. And I'm like, I deleted this. Stop it. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> and so I was like kind of freaking out, quite honestly. Um, I was a little hungover from like the 4th of July weekend. Hell yeah. um, and so like for me, when I'm a little hungover, like anxiety is a lot more like mm. raw. And so I was, like, really freaking out. <laughs> and then around, like, 1.32, something like that, Adam Schefter um, tweets that Patrick Mahomes has signed a contract. And I was like, oh, haha, we were right. Like, I told my boss. I was like, look at that. Um, and then that's when just, like, shit exploded. Um, people were tagging me underneath his tweet. Like, nah, Katie said it two hours ago. Um, and it just became, like, this huge deal. Like, we had mm-hmm. local news like literally c- coming through the door, I was like hiding in the back 
Um, we had phone calls like USA Today and like all these people, the Kansas City Star, like wanting to talk to me. And I was just like, I just, I don't know what I did. Like, I oh just my God. Yeah, I was like, ah! Go talk to my boss. He's the <laughs> one that told me. Well, and everyone, <laughs> I guess like everyone assumes that it was like a really exciting experience. But that first day, I was just. I was, like, bawling because I was, like, I'm in trouble. And, like, it was just really <laughs> overwhelming, like, getting suddenly, like, 3,000 new followers in a day and, like, getting all these tweets and all these, like, media requests. I was just, I was very overwhelmed. Um, and, you know, it ended up being okay. Like, I talked to the chief's employee, um, and for a while I was, like, yeah, I won't do any media. Like, you know, we'll try to just let this die. Like, I got your back. And um, eventually, like, the chief's office talked to you know ESPN and those things and like we kind of figured out what they were okay with and we had some fun with it but like that first day was a nightmare honestly (laughs) because again for the sake to pull back the curtain a little bit I have known you physically for like 20 minutes and then Twitter wise I've known you for like two weeks (laughs) Uh, so and from what I can tell it's not like you or I, you and I feel like we're on opposite ends of the spectrum in the sense that I always strive to be like, hey, look at me, I'm a, I'm a shithead, everyone pay attention <laughs> to me. And you feel very more like, hey, I'm Katie, if you want to go talk to him, cool, I'm just going to chill over here and be popular in my own world. <laughs> like, you just feel very like, I'm here and I'm happy to be here, but like, I don't need everyone on me at once. Am I wrong in that assessment? Uh, that's a good assessment. I The funny thing is, like, I would consider myself, like, as an only child and a very extroverted person, like, I would consider myself someone who likes attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when I know it's coming, I guess, like, that, ah, that was yes. just really overwhelming. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was a new kind of, like, like I haven't dealt with that kind of extreme spotlight ever so it was like a lot all at once i would say yeah um but yeah i just i don't know i try to just like do my thing and if you like it cool if you don't that's fine <laughs> like <laughs> who is the coolest person you think you got the meat out of all this um, it's okay if it's me oh that's, i was gonna say you okay, um so we get, we get that out of the way <laughs> thank god um it was pretty cool meeting um, Greg Bishop. He's a writer for Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been doing a lot of, he does a lot of really intense, um, like deep dive type of stories. But he did the Sports Illustrated cover story on Mahomes' contract. Mm-hmm. It was like a billion page, like deep dive into the history of sports contracts and all the records. And um, But he interviewed me and included a little bit about me at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that was really cool. And then he actually was in town for the... Um, the AFC championship. Um, and he came to see me at the store. So that was pretty okay. cool. Um, and then I've gotten, you know, interactions like Chris Jones tweeted me one day and I screamed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I like, I talked to Adam Schefter on the phone, which was pretty wild too. That but, one feels like that's the, yeah. cool. but I don't know if that means like meeting, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like in COVID times, I guess it does. Like, <laughs> uh, so, and I do have a theory on this. When you were talking about, like, I didn't, it was a contract. I we Everyone knew that we were going to sign him. I feel like it's a Chiefs fans thing because we've watched 
star after star after star leave in some way or another with Tony as Tony Gonzalez <laughs> with Tony Gonzalez asking to be traded Jamal just getting hurt and cut Derek Thomas may he rest in peace as in his unfortunate timing mm-hmm. so when when Patrick Mahomes came I knew exactly where I was, where they, where he got drafted, and I remember the exact moment, and then I remember all the like cool moments since. And even after the Super Bowl happened, me as a Chiefs fan was like, "Okay, when's he gonna leave?" Yeah, it's almost like we we're uh, we were used to being let down, right? Like <laughs> used to being hurt. <laughs> so when, how long have you been a Chiefs fan? Um, so I've got some photos of me as a toddler in like some Chiefs cheerleader uniform, um, but you can't, you know, say you're a fan when you're like three. Um, I do remember my first game my dad took me to when I was pretty young and I had a horrible time because it was loud and I think I got beer thrown on me. Um, I was like eight or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's pretty much been like a part of my life, either huge Mm -hmm. or at least, you know, in some way all for all that I can remember. Um, I remember really getting into sports pretty like late high school early college I started getting into fantasy football and that gave me a reason to watch a lot more games Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely been you know the last like 10 years or so I've been a lot more intense but the Chiefs have always been there you know it kind of somewhere in my brain (laughs) do you so and I have this theory about it too but whenever like someone becomes like a born again Christian or born again whatever it, whatever age that happens at, like if you're 40 and that happens, it feels like you have to make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes like Uber. That's how I am with like football overall and Chiefs include because I'm in your boat. I started really, I played football and well, I was a practice dummy in high school football, <laughs> but even then I wasn't into it like super into it and then I got super into it like my junior year. I learned mm-hmm. everyone's names on every team yeah. and that's kind of just stuck, uh, but I'm in your boat in that the sense that I'm kind of just a late bloomer. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, they've been. I'm. There've been like pretty big moments that I've been to. Like the. Oh wait, that's actually a good question. Now, <laughs> what's the biggest game that you've been to? So, I actually have more big royal stories than I do Chiefs, just because Chiefs tickets are so expensive. Like I've honestly only been to a couple of games like midseason against like the Jets. Because that's what I could afford. <laughs> I know that's a really lame answer. No, that's um, not lame. But that's yeah, a truthful answer. I haven't been able to get to any of the big moments. Um, the parade we watched at a brewery because my partner had to work until like 11.30. So we couldn't make it down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's been like watching from home, watching with friends. Which is like also really important mm-hmm. and good memories. No, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No. Darn tickets are so expensive. Yeah, that... That matters not to me. I, I, I don't want to know the amount of money I've spent on Chiefs. There was his first year as a starter, I think. One, two, three, four. I went to five of the games. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, I do have a – I did see Patrick Mahomes. Um, I went to a preseason game after we drafted him. And I remember uh, preseason games are great because they're cheap and you can get drunk for pretty cheap. Mm. Um, I remember being, like, pretty – pretty drunk but we were sitting up close and they they put Patrick Mahomes in and me and my my guy like looked at each other we're like this guy's good (laughs) and I don't remember much after that um but I do remember (laughs) (laughs) love those preseason games um but I do remember like kind of stopping for a moment being like wow (laughs) that's cool yeah 
That's not normal. <laughs> is anyone else doing that? I feel like no one yeah, else is doing seriously. that. Seriously. <laughs> so I'm, we'll get into one more football thing, and we might get into some Royals things. If, All right. <laughs> what was your reaction to both of the Super Bowls? Yeah, so the the Super Bowl win, um, I actually have a great story to tell about a magical fork. Um, some people on Twitter remember seeing this. Um, this was before the Twitter fame days, but we were always watching <laughs> the it. The OG Twitter the days. OG Twitter fam. Um, so we were watching it with our two best friends, um, like usually just get together on Sundays, make some food, have some beers. Um, and so we had been watching through the whole season, um, and it, it was the – the game before the AFC Championship. It was one of the playoff games, and we had some, like, little Smokies in a crock pot that we were eating. Ah. And uh, the, the game was pretty tense. And so usually on, like, the commercial breaks, we one of us would run to the kitchen, load up a fork with four Smokies. Mm-hmm. And this was, again, pre-COVID, so we would just pass that fork around the room <laughs> and each eat a Smokie. Now the idea seems horrifying, but um, <laughs> so the the rotation worked out that my my boyfriend Colin was last um, on that rota- on this one rotation, and the game yeah. wasn't going very well, and um, he ended up just like holding onto the fork, just kind of like he didn't put it back, mm-hmm. and uh, suddenly the game turned around, mm-hmm. and we we're like, well, don't put that fork down, right? It's one of those <laughs> like sports, it's one of those sports um, superstition moments, and so we won that game. And then we were like, all right, we got to hold the fork next time. So the AFC Championship game, we held the fork the whole time. Um, there were some moments of, of scariness, you know, but we made him, like, literally hold it in his hand the whole time. Um, and then we held it throughout the Super Bowl as well. Um, mm-hmm. So we were, like, worshipping it. We were, like, saying, like, blessed be the fork. Like, just <laughs> all this weird shit. Um, and then you lost the fork, didn't you? No. And so I think it's – I don't know what happened to it this year. Maybe it's because we didn't have Smokies. Maybe they those were the magic. But um, – <laughs> so, I mean, watching that Super Bowl win, I was crying. We all just started screaming. Uh, we all chugged a Tank 7, mm. as one does, I suppose, you know, when your team wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i with you in the sense we were, I was crying both. I was more drunk on this <laughs> one, but I was crying during both. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the the one where we won, you know, we started screaming. I was I was crying, um, crying through the whole post-game interview. Um, yeah, it was just so cool. Um, and it was almost like I still didn't believe it. Like, mm-hmm. really, our team did it? <laughs> yeah. Um. And then this year, what a bummer. Uh, it felt like, you know, just taking a beating, like just watching it over and over again and watching him scramble and have no protection and watch them get to him again and again. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a bummer. It felt like that one Simpsons meme of, stop, he's already yeah. dead! Oh my God. <laughs> and then he was literally like doing insane stuff, like all of his throws, all of his scrambling, like he was basically pulling like everything out of his personal playbook and like, they were just – their defense got to him, but it was uh, – that was a tough one to watch. I never felt a city collectively be like, I want to give this guy a hug. <laughs> yeah, because he played his little heart out, and it just did not – I just – I still can't believe how poorly it went. I I thought it was going to be a defensive game, but I didn't think it would be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh – you are a big football person. However, uh, you it feels like you are more of a big beer person. And what I mean by that is how did, like, you're, there's no way you're bi- the business at Plaza Liquor didn't, like, explode for a little <laughs> bit, right? Like, everyone was like, everyone had to be like, I got to get the $500 million beer. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to, I mean, we've looked at sales numbers and, of course, COVID for liquor stores, we've just had, you know, 2020 was a 
I mean, a huge year. We just had record-breaking, like, sales each week and each month. Um, so I'd like to take credit for some of that. Um, but uh, I also feel like I have done a good job curating the beer section. And um, I do our social media now. And so some of it I feel like is um, actually job-related. Um, mm-hmm. But there's definitely been people who have come in and been like, this is the store. Is it you? And I'm like, it's me. And they're like, oh. Um, it happens It happens a little less often now. Um, I did have a guy yesterday kind of do that thing. But for a while, it was like, in the summer, it was almost every day. Um, I did have some people who were in town for one thing or another, like, say, hey, we came here because of the story. Um, And, (laughs) yeah, so, I mean, there definitely has been, like, some traffic just because of the football thing, which is crazy. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's been been wild. (laughs) (laughs) You drove from Arkansas to do this? Come to a liquor store. (laughs) That's fine, but, like, did you want something other than Miller Lite? (laughs) I always feel like I'm going to disappoint people. Um, they like come in, they're like, it's you. We really want to meet you. And I'm like, Hey, I'm like in my polo, like stocking beer, all sweaty. Like, what's up? <laughs> I always, I'm like, I hope I was cool enough to meet your expectations. I don't know. <laughs> you just have imposter syndrome. Just yeah, I guess. <laughs> I this, the internet's so weird, you know, like I, I just feel like I'm a, a normal like dork and, uh, I don't know how people see me on the internet, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange thing. <laughs> I would say a normal dork is a good, like, <laughs> representation because uh, I, I debated even messaging you th- th- to even do an interview uh, because of that whole crippling anxiety thing. Yeah. And then I finally shot one shot your message and you're like hell yeah i was just like oh my god she's a normal dork just like me like and then i, I forgot to respond because i'm flighty but <laughs> because you're a normal dork just like me <laughs> yes i i had my i had my fiance proofread that met that first message probably about seven times because oh i was just goodness. like is there supposed to be a comma or not <laughs> now how so i didn't realize that you had I thought I don't know why I thought you owned Plaza Liquor. I didn't realize that you were like the manager, but it sounds like you were brought in as like a specialist. How long have you been like in charge of beer overall? Have you always like been interested in like liquor? I guess would be the best way to say that. Yeah. Like, was your like backstory with brewery uh, expertise? Yeah. So um, this was a job that was kind of a jump for me as far as like what I had been qualified for. Um, so I used to actually teach middle school, which is weird. Um, I used to teach eighth grade. Oh God. Right. Which is why I now I'm in alcohol, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just, I was like really emotionally exhausted by it and I was never really in love with it. Um, and so while I was teaching, I started doing tours at Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like on Saturday and sometimes Sunday, I was giving tours. I was getting to learn a lot about beer. Um, I was trying a lot of beer. I had already at that point been a huge fan of craft beer, and I was always trying to pick up something new from the store and, like, sharing six-packs and, you know, doing a make-your-own six-pack. So I was really interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then at Boulevard, I kind of just got exposed to more of it, and I really, really got into it. Um, it's beer – like, the beer industry is very social. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very, very social. Um, so just, like, talking to people and learning more and being able to – you know, go learn from brewers or go learn from salespeople. And I kind of just, I kind of just got really into it at Boulevard. I started Mm -hmm. learning more and more. Um, And so uh, the year of teaching ended and I was kind of like, 
I don't really know what I'm going to do. Um, and so I was able to take on more hours at Boulevard while still doing some online teaching. Um, and so I was, again, this has still been like an experiment in me figuring out what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, uh, COVID hit and, um, right at that time I was doing sampling events with Boulevard and like sales events. Mm -hmm. And so obviously sampling stuff got cut really early. Um, so I was furloughed and I was like, Ooh, unemployment limbo. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and, and at that point, I was like, I would not want to be teaching right now because I don't think my anxiety could have handled the possibility of going into a classroom. And just I, I was just like, it's probably good I'm not teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was kind of just like, we'll find out what happens. Um, mm -hmm. And then this beer manager job came open at Plaza Liquor. And I had been there a couple times doing sampling events. Um, and I was like... I don't know if I'm qualified, but let's give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I had a little bit of experience with, like, how the market works and, like, salespeople because I had been kind of working with the sales team at Boulevard. Mm -hmm. um, but they hired me, and, I, I mean, it was a lot of learning, but I feel like I've done a pretty good job. It feels weird to compliment yourself, but... Um. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Stunt on these hoes! <laughs> that so, is my motto with life. Anything that you are proud of or that you feel like you've accomplished, <laughs> stunt on these hoes and show them what you're it. worth. I love it. I love it. So yeah, it's like, it's kind of been a lot of learning, a lot of just kind of, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It kind of just, I fell into it and it's been really, really great. Um, and I, I still don't know exactly what I want to do like forever. Yeah. Um, probably something beer, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm getting to do a little bit of social media for the store and interact with like beer brands and, um, it's, it's been fun. No, that's no. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. I, I love the idea that if you ever did try and get a different job, your for experience, you just put beer, beer. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> like employers is like you have beer as experience. Yes. Uh, do we need to talk? I have experienced uh, <laughs> a lot of beer. <laughs> do you have a was your favorite and was your least favorite or like something that you would. If someone gave it to you, you'd be like, eh, I guess I will. Like style-wise? or Style-wise, flavor, like some, like what is like your, let's do favorite first and then if you're like, okay. fuck this kind of beer, we can do that. Ooh, this is a stressful question. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give you like a five point answer probably because I have a bunch of, bunch of favorites. Um, so right it. now, favorite things that I've been drinking on are either going to be like European style, uh, lagers and pilsners, um, or, um, like double IPAs are kind of my jam. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking for something a little more punchy. Um, so for example, uh, Casey beer co has an amazing limited release out right now called the Keller beer. Um, so it's a traditional German lager, um, unfiltered. Uh, it's just like bright and crisp and delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on the flip side, like a double IPA, like from local brewery, like Alma Mater, um, you know, big tropical hops, just juicy, punchy. Love that stuff too. I'm so stupid because when you said Alma Mater, in my head, I was like, uh, I believe it's pronounced Alma Mater. Uh, <laughs> it's uh. actually, it's his last name though. And I, <laughs> so it, I promise. <laughs> That's dope. Okay. So the other thing that... I just found out literally right before we did this was that you're also very big in the hot sauce. Yeah, I love hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now this is this would be cool visually, but again, uh, limited budget, kids. So uh, like and subscribe, donate money to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we have four different kinds of hot sauces here. 
uh, and uh, kind of explain your backstory with hot sauces and what made you be like, I like hot sauce or like what's your relationship to hot sauces? Yeah. So I've always enjoyed wings. And then, um, my, my partner, Colin, he has always been like a hot sauce collector. Mm -hmm. Um, so even when we were friends before we were dating, I used to like get him hot sauce, like for Christmas and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so being around him, he's got quite a collection and I've gotten to try some and it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun to test your limits. Like once you try one that's really, really hot and then you get over it, you're like, okay, what's next? Like, (laughs) um, so we've just kind of liked to explore different ones. Um, we like the hot ones YouTube series quite a bit. And so Mm -hmm. we watch that every week. Um, and part of that's kind of inspired some of our sauce selection. I think this blueberry one was on there for a while. The bomb is obviously, um, always on hot sauce or always on hot ones. (laughs) I've never, I didn't look, I only looked at the ghost pepper and blueberry one, which is purple because, um, I don't know. I don't, nature shouldn't make purple things. Like George Carlin has a bit where there's like, (laughs) he's talking about there's no, like nothing purple in life. Like, (laughs) but now I'm looking at like the other labels and there's legitimately a, a, a nuclear symbol like symbolizing toxic radiation is in this that's basically what this tastes like okay cool uh so but what we are going to do is i bought a bag of tostitos we are not sponsored by tostitos yet but hopefully after this we will be so i kind of have these in an order of like intensity um so this first one is actually it was free from sticker mule um they just like sent us sent us some hot sauce um so this one's actually kind of sweet and i was trying to find one I was like, what ones do I have that aren't, like, melt-your-face-off hot? And there's not that many. Okay. Um, you, yeah, you dose your own hot okay. sauce. But this one's just sweet. Okay. Also, we, yeah, we have Tostitos chips, which is what we're putting them on. Again, Tostitos sponsors. That'd be cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, it's got some heat. Okay, yeah, it's got some <laughs> heat. Okay. Oh, also, to clarify... I'm not, like, huge on hot sauce. I think right. I told you I was, but I definitely just wanted to try this so that way I could use yeah. my adjectives to, like, describe how... Okay, now, this is getting hotter. Um, yeah, I'm sorry I lied. This one is a little spicy. Yeah, uh, there was a lie. There was a lie told. <laughs> and I, I, It's not that my mouth's on fire, but it's very much like... It's like I scraped my knee on my tongue. Like, you scraped your knee as, like, a kid. It feels yeah. like that burning is going on. I like the idea of describing because, um... Part of beer tasting is, you know, learning to Mm -hmm. identify and describe, like, what scents and what taste you're getting. And it's really hard for, like, us to put words to some of those things Mm -hmm. until you just practice. So this is good practice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, and then this... This this is a local company, actually. It's my friend's company. Um, His name's Chris. He works for um, Common Descent Provisions. And he makes hot sauces with, like, really zany ingredients. So this one's actually made with orange soda. Shout out, Chris, and Orange Soda. Yeah. So this one's called Here Kitty Kitty. Um, Which is, that's... It's cool. He's got, we had some other ones, like there was a black bean taco sauce that he made. I've got one that has holy basil and, um, like, condensed milk, and it's some Mm. pun on, like, father, son, and holy ghost. It's got ghost pepper. Um, So he's really creative, and he makes a lot that are really fun to experiment with, like, food. Okay. Um, So his stuff's pretty cool. I will say, Chris, um, you could... And again, this is not a knock on you. You could not have picked like a grosser name for me to be uncomfortable saying like, I'll take the here kitty kitty, please. (laughs) Like I've never felt more uncomfortable saying a hot sauce name. And this one is a little more liquidy, liquidy, totally a a real word. Um, Liquidy is a word, I would say. 
Maybe this is less. I don't. It's been a while since I had this one. I know it tastes like orange soda. Mm. Okay, and it smells like orange soda, which is oh. scary. Uh. Okay. That one's actually less intense than Sticker Mule. Sorry. Yeah, this is less <laughs> intense. This tastes more like a barbecue sauce than it does a hot sauce. Okay, now that it's in my throat, I feel the heat. It okay. did it. The, back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> the pepper kind of got me. Oh God. <laughs> It feels like something's punching my uvula. <laughs> the pepper, even with like, I don't feel like that one was that hot to me, but the pepper still like gives you that reaction. <laughs> yeah, it, like pepper's never, <coughs> oh God. <laughs> pepper's never bad until it gets stuck in your throat. Right. I will say, I did the one chip challenge. Um, have you seen that? I know what it is and I've never seen it, but it feels... I never was into those of like, oh, I'm going to put myself through pain. And here I am putting myself through pain. It was, I'm not kidding, the worst, like, experience with food or anything, like, Mm -hmm. tasting-wise I've ever had. It was not even fun. And also, I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't drink milk, which is, like, the best way to cure the, like, the the heat. Mm -hmm. So I was literally, like, over the sink with my, like, lips just resting in, like, a bowl of milk (laughs) and not drinking it. (laughs) But that... I got me drinking the water I, out of the bowl of milk. Yeah, I, but I was like, my lips hurt so much, I'm just going to hover them in the milk. Because <laughs> if I drink it, I'm in a whole other world of hurt. Um, but that chip, like, it gave my entire neck and throat, like, searing pain. Like, mm-hmm. to the point where I almost started panicking. I was like, what if I can't breathe? Like, it was it was awful. Would not recommend. Um, it was very terrible. All right, and then this next one is the purple one, which I am the most excited about. Yeah. Because it, okay, so again, the label is the uh, Bravado Spice Co. Uh, shout out Bravado Spice Co. Again, sponsor us. We love you. <laughs> but it's purple, and it's got... It, it the it, the two ingredients it lists are ghost pepper and blueberry, which the first one is terrifying because the ghost pepper has ghost in the name, and then blueberry, uh, blueberry is not a harming yeah. phrase. I think it's pretty hot, so I'm going tiny dab on okay. that one. Okay. Um, okay. Again, I, a little runny, but yeah. this was on hot ones at some point. Well, uh, sponsor us hot ones. Uh, <laughs> Okay, this isn't bad. This it's almost very vinegary. It is, which isn't bad. You mother, you say- <laughs> that creeps a little bit. Yeah, it- <laughs> chips help. God, I'm such a pussy because like, you're just like, yeah, it's got a little sting, and I'm like, I'm dying. I'm trying to be cool for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still drinking water here. Um, you, <laughs> we have a video of me doing the one chip challenge, and mm. I'm literally like someone who's like experiencing trauma. I'm like, what is it? What is Why? Why is it? I mean, I am just like in pure distress. This like I, chip <laughs> my, lip. my dad wasn't there. No, it was awful. I was really. I. It's like I was going through. I was really going through it. So this one, I can is, tell this one is hot because there's so much in it. It's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> This is the one on Hot Ones that everybody, like, do you watch Hot Ones? I know what it is. I've watched, the only episode I watched was the Idris Elba one. Okay, so that's the one where they, like, this is the one where they usually make, like, your voice echo, and they, like, this is the one that you really gets people. And I, 
still think we have the last dab from a couple seasons ago, so we have the final hot sauce from Hot Ones, and I still think this is worse. Okay. Get excited. Um, I mean, you could toothpick it. You could put it I'm on not, a chip. I'm not toothpicking it. We have... Uh, I'm a... Even though I look like a stick that became a person, uh, <laughs> I work out a lot, and so I'll be like, one more rep, and I'm like, we've got... We've gotten through three out of four, so I'm yeah. like, one more dab. This one, I will say, do not get it on your skin. Um, <laughs> uh, the last time I took it on a podcast, I put it on a taco, and I got it on my face. And the rest of the podcast, I was just like, ah! Like, it hurts your skin. Don't get it on your face. Don't get it on your skin. Put it in your body, but don't get it on right. your skin. Like, Sean on Hot Ones always says, careful around your eyes. Careful around oh your eyes. God. Fuck this sauce, man. It is the worst. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I'm seriously doing, like, a teeny tiny. Um, okay. But this is made locally uh, by Spice and Foods down on Southwest Boulevard. Spice and Foods? You want to fucking fight, bro? I swear to Ooh, God. Oh, okay. that's a lot. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I'll put a little more on in solidarity. I, no, I am a glutton for punishment. Um, too, but so. at Spice and they actually have the world's hottest manufactured hot sauce that you can try, and you have to sign a waiver. Um, that's that's fun and interesting. I've done that. It's God. it's something. I hate that I'm sweating. Why am I sweating? This All is right. not fair. Ooh. Okay. All right, chipped and. I cheers. think I got to take a picture of this. Hold on. Okay. This is. <laughs> oh God! I've never. All right, chip and cheers. Chip oh and man, cheers. this sauce is the worst. All right. Oh God. Okay, yeah, this is, you know what I think? I think it's the air. I think the air, okay, now it's... This sauce fucked up. Oh. <laughs> oh there God. it is. Oh! No! And the thing is, it doesn't taste good. No, it's... It's just pure pain. It's pure pain! Oh. <laughs> <coughs> I feel like I just ate smoke. Oh, it's like, bad. Literally, it's awful. Like, literally just smoke. I have a beer in my bag. I might crack my beer. Oh, God. I might. Oh, God. Fuck COVID. I might. I might crack that beer myself. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so that's the worst one for sure. That was very much the worst one. Woo! God, we still have like 25 minutes left on the podcast, too. Well, oh, it's going to take that for this to go away, probably. Woo! <laughs> mm. Oh, God. I'm an idiot. Okay. brought you a beer. I'm, I'm opening this beer, though. That's fine. I, ironically, I'm having you talk about beer, and I don't drink beer, which mm. is hilarious. Okay. Oh, the beer oh. makes it feel a little... Oh, no, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh. This sauce is the devil. Mm. Uh, so... I know on podcasts, people hate it when people eat and drink <gasps> eating ice, so I apologize to all the crunching you hear. We need it, though. Oh, God. I, I'm, calm, I'm calming down. I think my mouth is on fire still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'll say the one chip challenge was, like, so much worse than that that I can't even describe it. God, I get why you're not oh. supposed to put that... <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. It's terrible. Oh, don't fucking look at me, bitch ass pigeon. You need to get out of here, man. Oh god. There was a pigeon giving me a stink eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is really killer podcast content. Just like drink. Ah. <laughs> normally, normally, at least my listeners are used to it. Normally, it's just me like screaming. I'm gonna try like a, just a plain chip. 
It's like hold it on my tongue. I, <laughs> Did that help? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, I think I'm calming down. I think maybe. Okay, no, no, it's still pretty bad. Hold on. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> uh, it feels good, like when the water's in my mouth, and then the second that it's not, it's back to pain city. No, oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's not. That's a hundred percent true. Hold on. Let's try. Mm. Okay. Okay. So you interviewed Patrick Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> okay. So. Wow, that was awful. Wow. I'm, that one really is true. It's truly awful. There's no flavor. I get, it, it doesn't taste good. It just hurts. That may be the most I've ever eaten of that. That's for, like, the fake alpha dudes that are like, Duh, I have a picture of a lion on my page so I can lead. And right. Just it's like, not hot. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I, to everyone that's made it this far, I'm sorry that five minutes of this has been me and Katie, like, trying to... Ah. Not throw up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I will go away, but that sucks. Okay. I would say we'll edit this out, but I don't edit these. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're kind of getting towards the end of this. Let's see what do we got on time. Oh yeah, I think I I think I know where we're at on this. Do 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 do. Okay, yeah. We're good. Okay, so the other thing that I like to do with my guests is that I always let you research or, like, bring up something that you feel like doesn't get brought up enough. Like, either, like, something that can be whimsical, like a topic, a take, something that you find interesting. My friend Kaylee brought up candy, and my friend Isai brought up how uh, directing music videos and directing movies is completely different, and there's whole other categories of it, so... What is something that you feel like either A, doesn't get talked up about enough or that you find super interesting? Again, we're still struggling, folks. Give still us a struggling. Um, so coming off of uh, kind of recent events and things I've been involved with recently, um, God, it's hard to talk. I don't know how they do it on hot <laughs> They also have milk. Uh, right, and I, I can't And a budget, it. so. Yeah. <laughs> but they do, like, ten of these or eight of these. It's crazy. So, um, it's getting talked about more, but I was just on a panel last week about, like, harassment in the workplace, especially related to the beer industry. Right. Mm. I'm almost out of water. Um, it's just really just on my tongue now. Um, so... Beer is really popular. Craft beer is really popular. And, oh, no, there's a burp coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah! Uh, Sorry. <laughs> we had burps on the podcast yeah, and it wasn't me. content. <laughs> um, I don't care. It's ridiculous. I think it's great. So, beer, there's a strange gatekeeping in craft beer um, mm. that I think is maybe visible to people in the industry, but maybe not. To everyone. Um, I was just seeing an article this morning, for example, that was talking about a brewery opening and the, um, this was not in our, anywhere near here, but the, the founder used the words like we're very masculine focused, very masculine vibe. Um, so if you like beer, you're going to feel comfortable here. Um, and that, I mean, pisses me off. So there's this strange, I'm working in a liquor store. I see a lot of like gendering of 
like drinks. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I'm the beer manager there. I am the only girl full time. Um, mm-hmm. So most of the time when I'm at the store, it's me and like the whole staff of guys. And um, a lot of times people like won't come to me with a beer question. They'll go to maybe the guy behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guys I work with are, are awesome. Um, and they always are like, well, that's our beer manager, Katie. So go ask her. Um uh, but it's just, like, there. there's some gatekeeping as far as, like, I feel like women in beer kind of have to prove themselves more or have to be even more badass to mm-hmm. be seen as, you know, capable or equal. Um, I know, I mean, there's still not that many female brewers. Um, there's a couple in the area that I know of, but it's still, there's still a very much, like, kind of a toxic like boys club kind of attitude in the general industry. And I know I'm talking in circles and part of it's probably the hot sauce, but like basically (laughs) I just wish that people would stop trying to like assign these pastimes, like to a certain gender, like girls can know beer, girls can brew beer, men can know beer, men can brew beer, like trans people can brew beer. Like it doesn't matter. Like black people can brew beer. You know, there's, there's no, it's not just like a, a white boys club mm. um and it's just it's been ta- it's getting talked about a little bit more in the industry now but um yeah it's just still kind of hard for for women especially i feel like in the beer industry just to be taken seriously mm-hmm. everyone can brew beer i yeah. can't brew beer but <laughs> everyone else can uh okay and you mentioned there are some female brew do you want to shout them out yeah like, shout out these like female brewers yeah so i just wrote an article actually about my friend brie burrows who is a co-owner and the head brewer down at big rip in uh, north kansas city so she um, not only like owns part of the business but she's also the head brewer she's very involved she's super cool um there's another female brewer named elizabeth she works for casey beer co she's been doing beer science and like lab work for like 15 years she's really cool um there's another female brewer at double shift you know there's a few there's a few around town but um it's still there's been a lot of even things recently coming out about you know people openly saying i'm not gonna hire a woman to do this because they're lazy or you know there's just been some it seems like every few months there's another brewery coming under Mm -hmm. fire for harassment and it's just you know i think everybody thinks that And I talked about this with some other friends in the industry the other night on a Zoom panel, but there is kind of a caveat to being like a cool industry. Mm -hmm. So people see craft beer as, you know, it's cool. You get to drink at work maybe and everybody's cool and it's fun and it's it's like working for Google, you know, it's it's really cool. And I think unfortunately because of that attitude sometimes, um, like harassment or, you know, discrimination is maybe allowed to let slide by some people or people don't take it seriously because like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just kidding. Like, it's so cool to be where you work. Um, mm. So, I mean, it is it is like any other job and you have to be respectful. And I'm talking in circles again, but... Um. No, I've, <laughs> this is a pretty good explanation of it because... And I feel bad that women have to go through this, especially in a brewing... Especially in a beer industry where, like, the entire goal is just, like, I just want to make cool beer and, like drink it but and it it sucks that there's that it's it's coming to light but it i don't know it feels good that's coming to light because that's the only way it's going to get outed i guess it's just so interesting because like i mean historically women were some of the first brewers um they would brew beer while men were at work um and they were responsible for brewing like this is like hundreds of hundreds of years ago um but 
yeah, I just, I guess my one wish is that, like, people stop gatekeeping or just, you know, like, beer's for everyone. That's what I always say. Like, beer's for everyone, and there doesn't need to be... You could have totally burped again. <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> I was, like, chugging this beer to try and alleviate this hot... Um... <clears throat> I feel like the spice really, like, messes with your brain. I'm like, what am I saying? Um, but, yeah, I just... I think it's something that is maybe being talked about more, but maybe not outside of the industry itself. Like, I don't know if the general general consumer or general person thinks about craft beer as, a, as an industry that still has issues, like so many other industries do. It feels like one of those things where it's like, really? In beer? But they're so cool. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? That's, I think that's what happens a lot of the time is like... And I, I, even in places where I've worked in the past, there have been things that, you know, maybe weren't okay, but I wanted to like be part of the, you know, the club or I wanted to, I was like, oh, well, this is like, it's a cool mm-hmm. place. Like that can't be happening. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird dichotomy because beer is cool. It's cool mm-hmm. as hell, but you can't let like that sort of attitude keep, like it's still like a job. It's still a profession. Mm-hmm. Like there still need to be boundaries and things like that. Okay. No, I mean, that makes 100% sense, and again, you could have brought up anything, and I would have been cool with it. I'm very thankful that you did bring this up, because I'm sure there's at least four other idiots listening to this that are like, I didn't realize there was sexism in beer. (laughs) But, like, it needs to be stated, it needs to be said more. Yeah. Uh, And so, we're kind of wrapping up now. Uh, first and foremost, did you have fun? Yeah, I love talking. Like I said, I do love attention, um, but like when I'm prepared for it. <laughs> okay, and second, for, uh, second, are we friends now? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because that's... <laughs> woo! That was the, that what was if the I was part. just like, um, well... <laughs> I would understand I'm a lot, and I totally, like, I would never be like come on, be my friend. Like, and I, see, I still have that imposter syndrome. Like, I'm not going to live up to how people see me on the internet. So I'm like, do, do they like me? Well, <laughs> and and to, again, to, to pull back the curtain, I, what I thought was going to happen today was that we were going to talk about uh, football and beer. And we did do a majority of that, but then you also made me want to kill myself with hot sauce. <laughs> but we're, how's your, how's your mouth now? Like, I feel it's, like... It's a very normal level of spice. Like, it's not yeah. gone, but it's... It's very much a five. Yeah. It's very much a five, and I'm totally okay with that. And then I just got to get to know you, which is another fun yeah. factor. Okay. Now, the other thing that I do on these podcasts uh, is that at the end of them, I always ask, who do you want on this? Like, who is someone that you think would either I have, would have fun talking to or would have fun talking to me or someone that you just think needs to be brought to light to uh the community that i have with this pro program or someone that needs more like pop hell yeah so my good friend um i was telling you actually in the elevator that my friend did her boudoir photography down here Mm -hmm. um so my friend tayana nelson um she does boudoir and wedding photography um and she has actually made it like her full-time job like she's that Mm -hmm. badass um but she does um she has an instagram called good bodies kc okay and I'll just give the example of when I recommended her to someone the other day. Someone messaged me and said, hey, like, I know you promote your friend who does boudoir. My wife's looking to get it done. And I sent him to her page, and he sent me back a message with, like, some crying emojis. And he, was, he said, oh, my God, not everyone is skinny. 
And he, he was like, that's amazing. Like, not everyone looks the same. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so her, and I'll pull up her feed, but she focuses on just, like, the beauty of anyone who wants to get the photos done. That's dope. And she is very committed to not posing anyone differently. Like, she doesn't try to hide anyone. Um, she doesn't, you know, a person who looks one way doesn't get posed any different than anybody else. And she um, is just a huge voice for diversity and inclusivity in the community. She's been named top boudoir photographer by a couple publications um she's had people you know from out of state come just to shoot with her um she does mentoring like she's she's amazing she's a huge um voice in the community and she's like very loud and proud about um inclusivity diversity all those things and i just think she's super important um that's awesome she makes people feel good like i've shot with her and it's It sounds cheesy to be like, you know, putting on some lingerie and, you know, getting pretty behind a camera makes you feel good. But, like, she just has this energy. She makes you feel like you are, like, the most amazing, incredible person in the room. Like, and she's just awesome. And no, she's and she's a hoot, too. <laughs> no one is mad when they're told they're hot. Like, right. that's, like, that's my, like, that's another philosophy I have. But Tayana Nelson, that's yeah. all. Okay, cool. Uh, Tayana, you've been called out. Come on, this <laughs> shit show. Okay, uh... <laughs> Well, uh, Katie, uh, where can people find you, follow you, anything that you want to promote that you have coming up, any tastings or anything like that? So we're hoping to get back to tastings at Plaza Liquor eventually. Um, it's We get people asking all the time. It's, you know, hard to say. Um, but my Twitter is Katie underscore Cam. That's with three M's. Um, one thing I've said on podcasts a lot is that if I had known I was going to have to be reading my handles, um, I would have <laughs> made it a little, like, more sensical um, <clears throat> but um i'm there on twitter um i'm working on a project with hartzel um you, people probably know him from 96.5 or the casey morning show never heard of him yeah, ever, ever. Yeah. um but we're working on something pretty exciting i don't know when this podcast comes out but uh there will be announcements soon we just wrapped up a seven days of saint patrick's day live stream as kind of a teaser so you might be hearing more of me in the future sorry haters um yeah we got some big stuff coming up <laughs> no that's awesome and Hartzell, you're also invited onto this uh this is more of me begging please uh, <laughs> but again katie i can't thank you enough for doing this uh i had a lot of fun oh yeah. did you have fun i can't remember yeah that. except okay. for the bomb but you know <laughs> that's that's not fun unless, everything was fun but then that bomb but <laughs> I literally have to put it back into its own plastic bag. Like, it's so caustic that I'm, like, scared of it even touching my skin. All right. Uh, That's that's amazing. And who the... That's upsetting that they're like, I have sauce. Let's kill somebody. Oh, it's terrible. It's... it's, Yeah, I mean... And it's made right down on Southwest Boulevard. And it's, like, the most talked about hot sauce on hot ones. So, good for them. No, that's awesome. Uh, again, I can't thank you enough, Katie. Yeah, thank uh, you for I, having me. No problem. As always, I have been Lynn Navertel, and she has been... Katie Camlin. And you have a lot of options. We're happy that you picked this one. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Bye.